0: everybody welcome back to the show we're really excited to have you here with us today we are doing another rapid fire questions episode you guys loved i mean absolutely loved the last one that we did Mm -hmm. and we figured it's about time to do another one it's been a little bit i don't know it's it's actually been been. longer than
1: i thought it had been it's been like a few weeks or five episodes probably yeah yeah
0: You guys really enjoyed it, and we definitely enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. We enjoyed recording it, and so we are going to do another one today. Again, Maddie and I have prepped questions that we have no idea, no clue about at all. Mm -hmm. So you are going to get our real and raw thoughts, our first reactions here in this episode to these questions, and I'm
1: excited to just jump in with you guys. I was talking about this with a friend a couple weeks ago, and she was telling us how much she loved the episode and how much she liked hearing the questions that we came up with and stuff. And she's like, these are just the kind of questions that you desperately want someone Mm -hmm. to ask you or you want to discuss, but they're not the kind of questions that just come up in like an everyday conversation or you would sound really weird if you brought them up in an everyday conversation. So yes, I'm excited for this episode as well. We did want to remind you guys to be checking out our blog and some of our social media platforms. We've been super active recently on things like our Instagram stories. We've been putting out things like new reels and different things like that on our Instagram. It's also a great way to get updated whenever we put out something new on any of our other platforms. So whenever we put out new blog posts or new podcast episodes, we always post that to our stories on Instagram so that y'all can be updated. Although the easiest way to get updated and to get updated as soon as we post it is to be on our email list, which you can get on through our blog, which is always linked in the description of every episode. It is right on our homepage on our blog. If you're looking at it on your phone, you just scroll down a little bit under our about section and it'll be right there after you see all the different comments and different things like that on that specific page. If you're on a laptop, it will be on the right hand side Mm -hmm. of your screen right above all of our little social media sneak peeks and stuff. So you can go and sign up to be on our email list. We don't send that many emails throughout the week, so don't Mm -hmm. worry about that. We are not going to be sending you hundreds and hundreds of emails, (laughs) but that is the best way to get updated about what we're up to. Definitely.
0: Okay. Let's jump into this episode, Maddie. I'm nervous. I'm I'm nervous nervous. too.
1: It's weird because I feel like we're not going to pick questions that we think either of us couldn't answer. But some of these, I don't know like what your answer is actually going to be. Oh, dear. Uh, I don't, I have a couple here that I'm
0: just interested to hear what you're going to say because I'm not, like, I have an idea of maybe what you'd say, but I'm not completely sure. So, oh dear. Okay, let's start with this first one.
1: What is truth? What is truth? What is truth? This is kind of similar to that very first one that I asked you last time. I think that truth is the foundation of pretty much everything. So, I think in our world today, we get truth- confused with this kind of like fluid concept and Mm -hmm. lots of people think that it's this thing that can change or that is tailored to each specific person and you know you have your truth I have mine blah blah blah. that is absolutely not the case and it actually really irritates me when people say things like that because that's not truth that's just opinion Mm -hmm. and it's just comfort and it's just you know you doing what you want to do. Truth is first an undeniable attribute of God, Mm -hmm. and so therefore it is an undeniable attribute of us because we do reflect the Lord's character in certain ways. And so truth is something that I think as human beings we are constantly trying to pursue, even if we believe that it is kind of a fluid concept. Deep down, every single one of us is pursuing truth in some capacity. Mm -hmm. I think it's something that all of us devote our entire lives to pursuing, whether we know that or not Mm -hmm. it's kind of this thing that we subconsciously do simply because we are beings that crave justice and crave truth and so truth is something that is solid also i think that's maybe why we pursue it a lot because it's something that is not actually supposed to change which is why it's kind of this backwards concept that we've all bought into a Mm -hmm. little bit in the world because we want to act like truth is a fluid concept that can shape shift and adapt to whatever our circumstances are, but at the same time, we want that stability that truth provides, mm-hmm. that constancy that it gives us. It's this thing that the entire universe craves and chases after, and it's the thing that I think gives shape mm-hmm. to the universe, to society, and ultimately to the things that we believe in.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good answer. I think that so many of us are trying to figure out the difference between truth and opinion because Mm -hmm. our world is so based upon truth, but they're denying that and saying, no, it's opinion. Mm -hmm. Everything is opinion based and that's not reality. And so we're struggling back and forth with What is this then? You know, how do I determine what that is? And I love when, I think you wrote a blog post on it, didn't you? When, or maybe it was a Bible study lesson, when Pilate asked Jesus, what Mm -hmm. is truth?
1: I did end up writing a blog post about that, I think. That's
0: what I was reminded of with the question. Because... He is truth. He himself is Mm -hmm. the foundation that you're talking about. And so I love that that is just something that's the question that Pilate asks him when he encounters Jesus. What is truth? Mm -hmm. The very truth, the very creator of truth, the very being of truth is standing right before
1: him. So I Mm -hmm. think that that's just really cool. Yeah. Okay. My first question, trying to decide which one I want. I have like extras. And I'm trying to decide which one I want to go with first. Okay. Do you think people are born with a specific personality or does their character change as a result of their circumstances? So do you believe that people are born the way that they are going to be? They just have this like predetermined personality or do you think that that constantly changes depending on what happens to them in their lives, to the people around them? Mm. This is an interesting question.
0: I would say that it changes based Mm -hmm. on circumstances and that our character develops over time. And I say that because the Lord is constantly sanctifying us. And so if we were just born with this original personality that was unchangeable and it was predetermined and Mm -hmm. it cannot change, then we would not be able to be sanctified. And I have a problem with that. We can't not be sanctified over our lifetime. Mm -hmm. And if we can't, then the whole of scripture is inaccurate and it is untruthful, honestly, because he tells us that he does not change. He himself does not change, but that we do and that our lives are temporary and that they're fleeting and that he's constantly trying to develop us into a more heavenly creature, Mm -hmm. into a creature who is moved by his spirit. And so I believe that he uses our circumstances and the things that we experience in this sinful and evil world to develop us to be more Mm Christ-like and if he had set that original personality and it was unchangeable, then he wouldn't be able to do that over the course of our lifetimes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important because so many people think that you're just you and you don't change and that you can be who you want to be and all that kind of stuff. But there are a lot of things that happen in people's lives, I would say everyone's lives, that They don't expect, they don't see coming, they don't expect to grow them or change them. And it always does, whether good or bad. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we need to use to glorify the Lord. Mm -hmm. I think it's something that we need to recognize that I am someone who changes. I am someone who, I'm using this word and I hate using this word, but evolves in the way that Christ wants me to. And changes to be more like him in my everyday life based on the things around me and the people around me. And we always have to make sure that we're the ones changing the atmosphere and that Mm -hmm. the atmosphere isn't changing us. But the Lord does use those things in our lives to make us more like himself, to teach us to be more patient, to help us to be more peaceful, to help us to depend on him in everything that we're experiencing and everyone that we're dealing with. So all of those things definitely impact us. I would say that I believe the Lord gives us a unique personality, but I don't believe that it is unchangeable.
1: This is actually something that we've been talking kind of about a little bit in some of our like Sunday school classes Mm -hmm. and stuff recently about like, can you be saved if you aren't changed? And I think that honestly, the Lord uses people who have been changed radically Mm -hmm. and have crazy testimonies of being this one person before they got saved to being changed to this completely different person after they encountered Mm -hmm. Jesus. And I think he uses those testimonies very, very powerfully. And honestly, if we believe in Jesus, each one of us should have a testimony Mm -hmm. like that. There should be some form of change in our lives from what we were to what we are now. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, I agree with that. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. The next question that I have is, is a family still relevant in the modern world and why? Yes, (laughs)
1: absolutely. This is another thing that our world has tried to get us to believe is completely irrelevant and is something that should not be prized. The family unit is honestly, I think, one of the greatest forms of power Mm -hmm. in our world today. Because, I mean, you look at the degradation of our society and the way that it has broken down with the degradation of family. And, I mean, our society has just become so much worse as families have become much less connected and less close and less secure, uh, in their relationships with each other. And so I think the reason that we should prize it so much and that we should seek to maintain good family relationships is because That is what the world desperately needs. And it's also this very gospel concept that we should be pursuing. I mean, the Lord so many times throughout scripture displays to us the power of family and the importance of maintaining a Mm -hmm. healthy and close family. But obviously in our world today, divorce rates are at their literal Highest, And it's crazy how much kids aren't listening to their parents or how uninvolved parents are in their kids' lives. And when we just look at society, you see this vicious cycle kind of start when one parent decides that they are not going to make the very difficult decisions to be super involved Mm -hmm. in their kid's life, to put in the effort to knowing what they're learning about in school, what they're talking about with the people around them, what kind of influences they have in their lives Mm -hmm. outside of the home, you know, all these different things that can shape a child's life incredibly when you see one parent decide to disregard those things and just be like okay when you come home i don't care what you do i don't care who you're friends with or anything like that i just want you to leave me alone you watch that kid first of all get caught up in this constant cycle of disrespect and disobedience and then you watch as they have kids and mm-hmm. it just gets progressively worse and you just watch as each generation goes by just the amount of disrespect disobedience Obedience and destruction Mm -hmm. that that one decision caused. That is why we have got to start calling people, especially in our churches, to have stronger families, to be more invested in their kids' lives because this is how we are going to turn our society around. I don't think that our society is going to be turned around by some big revolution or some big event, just one specific event that's going to change the course of history. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's how any of this is going to happen. I think it's going to happen by parents deciding specifically that they're going to be involved in their kids' life and encouraging their kids in respect and obedience and ultimately to chase after the things of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's how we're going to turn our society around. And that's why family is so important because it's going to start in individual households. It's going to start in individual families. And this is an extremely important area of our lives that I think all of us should be investing a lot more time and effort into. My next question for Lily is, does the study of philosophy ever lead to answers or just more questions? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I have a feeling this is not going to be a rapid answer. Mm. I think this could go long. Oh, yeah. I can definitely go long-winded. Read it one more time for me. Does the study of philosophy ever lead to answers or just more questions? I believe it
0: leads to answers which encourage more questions. The Lord always provides answers in his word. Mm -hmm. And he is the author, if you will, of philosophy. And he is the one who has created these intricate questions and these intricate concepts that we get to study as humans and our finite minds try to comprehend. We attempt to comprehend these things and to study them but the Lord always provides us with answers that continue to help us seek Him. Mm-hmm. And that really is the point of philosophy. If you get down to it, it is the study of life that should ultimately encourage us to seek after the Lord more wholeheartedly. And that is through questions and answers. And I think it's such a beautiful thing that the Lord allows us to just continue this process. It's a Mm -hmm. process. It's not just something that, and I think we talked about that maybe in the last rapid fire one, about how philosophy is not just an end in itself. Mm -hmm. It is a means to an end and it encourages questions that encourage more questions. And along the way, we discover some answers. We find a little more of God in our everyday lives. We find a little bit more of him in the things that he has created and the answers that we find Mm -hmm. only because he enlightens us. We discover these things. We answer these questions because he's allowed us to grasp those things. It's not because we are really smart. It's not Mm -hmm. because we are really intelligent people it is because he has given us the ability because he's created us and he wants us to have that personal relationship with him that he wants us to ask questions to seek scripture tells us to ask seek and knock and the door will be open to us and i think that that's a really important scripture when it comes to talking about philosophy and those kinds of things because he wants us to ask questions Mm -hmm. he's not afraid of our questioning at all in fact he encourages it because if we're wrestling with him then we're seeking more of him and so along the way he's such a good god he allows us to discover answers to the questions that we're asking that lead to more questions that encourage us to seek him even more
1: I think there are actually quite a few instances in scripture where you are asking the Lord a question of some kind and he answers it with another question. Mm -hmm. And yet that question is the answer that you were seeking to the last question. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a very good example of what philosophy is like. I was extremely happy when she said that because when we were (laughs) in, lots of you know that when we were in Colonial Williamsburg, we saw this little performance where this guy was pretending to be James Madison and that was one of the things that he discussed Mm -hmm. james madison was a very philosophical guy and really loved studying philosophy and stuff and he said that one of the greatest adventures in life is asking questions that lead to answers that lead to more questions Mm -hmm. that lead to more answers that lead to more questions so i was extremely happy (laughs) when she answered like that i would have been extremely disappointed if she didn't she probably would have killed me
0: after this episode guys and you guys would have never heard my voice again on the show nope she would have had to replace me Okay, the next question that I have for Maddie, what role does honor play in today's society? Oh my. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Honestly, at this point, I almost wonder if it plays any active role in society because lots of people don't have honor anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's actually quite shocking to me how little honesty and honor we do have in our society today. You just hear different people talk about different things where they're just trying to find the cheapest way out and cheat their way out of different situations. And it's really sad for me to see some of those things because I think that honor is honestly one of the most attractive traits that anyone can have and it's something that I definitely look for in a person, in friendships, relationships, people that I just am around. I am looking for honor in every area of my life because I think that it's really important and it's also important for us to be thinking about those things because we do not want to be seeking honor in our own lives and yet surrounding ourselves with people who are dishonorable Mm -hmm. yeah that is just a bad decision and a bad way to go about being honorable in your own life because i know that we all want to believe that even if we surround ourselves with people who are not pursuing the things that we want to pursue that their behavior won't affect us but Mm -hmm. that's just a lie and it's not realistic because we are very impressionable beings and so when you are around someone who is dishonorable Mm -hmm. Those traits are going to rub off on you. So I think that's, first of all, I would tell everyone that if you're thinking about entering into a relationship, a friendship, mm-hmm. something like that, you should definitely be looking for the honor that the person you are seeking is displaying in their life. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think that honor will also be one of the things that brings about a kind of revolution in our day, just like the family unit will bring about a revolution of sorts. Because I don't mean that there will never be revolution. Like when I said earlier that I didn't think a revolution is what was going to change the course of history, I don't think that will be initially what will change the course of history. Mm -hmm. I think intentional decisions in our little corners of the world will change the course of history and put us on a path of godly revolution Mm -hmm. in a way. But I think honor also plays a big part in this because if we don't have honorable families, if we have families that are lying to each other, lying to the people around them Mm -hmm. and aren't prizing honor in their life and aren't seeking things that are true and good and beautiful, then that is not a strong family unit, I don't think. And so that's another element that we all need to be evaluating in our families first and foremost. And then in the people around us, we need to be encouraging honor and spending time with people Mm -hmm. that we know are honorable and are going to encourage us to be more honorable. And that should just be like a constant cycle that we should all be encouraging each other in this specific instance to be more honorable in all the things that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that is going to impact society in a pretty radical way Mm -hmm. because now we, we just have lie after lie after lie being spun everywhere. And so there is literally hardly any honor to be found in Mm -hmm. any capacity in our world today. Mm -hmm. So I think that if a few of us decided to make the intentional decision to be honorable, that would look pretty radical Mm -hmm. in our world today, which is what we need, Mm -hmm. obviously. So obviously, we can't
0: not mention C.S. Lewis in a rapid-fire question. obviously. We just can't do that. So here's a quote by him about honor that I think is just brilliant. He said, where men are forbidden to honor a king, they honor millionaires, athletes, or film stars. Instead, even famous prostitutes or gangsters, for spiritual nature, like bodily nature, will be served. Deny it food and it will gobble poison. How true is that? I think that that is something that we're doing in our world on an everyday basis yeah. now, just like you said. Mm-hmm. We are living with all of these lies, and Lewis
1: has another quote. Oh, man, we're just packing them all I in. I Sorry, guys. We need, like, a rapid-fire C.S. Lewis quote oh. episode. Yeah, that would be really good. Yeah. He
0: once said, we laugh at honor and are shocked to find traitors in our midst.
1: Yes, I love that one. I love have it. loved that one for so long. It's so good, and mm-hmm. I think
0: we don't really— when we do that, which is the crazy thing to me because we have declined so much as a society that we don't even realize that we laugh at honor anymore, that we despise it, quite honestly. We've gotten to this point where we despise honor. We despise purity. We despise what is true, good, and beautiful, as we're always talking about. Mm -hmm. And that is because- It leads us to Jesus and it leads us to his heart and what he has for us. And because we want to live our own sinful lifestyles, we continue to laugh at honor. We continue Mm -hmm. to laugh at the things that he has created that are good and perfect. And we continue to do our own thing and live in this sinful lifestyle that we could get out of, that he wants to help us get out of if we would just listen to him.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, so my last question for Lily, and this will be the question to wrap all of this up. I think this could be interesting, and I honestly don't know how you're going to answer. Oh, no. Like, at all. Nervous. (laughs) How would you classify what is art and what isn't art? This question has kind of been floating around a little bit in some of the circles I am monitoring on Instagram. And I am not monitoring. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen a lot of people kind of tackling this issue because today you look at the kind of art that is mm-hmm. being produced and you're like, okay, and it stinks. Yeah. yeah. And like, what has happened to someone wanting to create something like the Sistine Chapel mm-hmm. or the Mona Lisa? Mm-hmm. Or like, where has all the actual art gone? So mm-hmm. what, what do you think is art and what do you think isn't art? Or where, mm-hmm. where do you draw the line between what is and isn't?
0: Okay, this may, I, this is just where my mind went right away. Not sure if this is going to make sense to absolutely anyone. We may have to cut (laughs) this out of the episode, but I believe that true art can only be created when it is inspired by the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. because he is the creator. He is what holds everything together. He is the original creator. And we only have the ability to create things, to design things, to beautify things because of the fact that we are created beings and that we've been given that ability by our creator. So if we don't have the Holy Spirit within us, then I don't believe that we have the ability just on our own in our own sinful human nature to create something that is true, good, and beautiful. Mm -hmm. I don't think that we have that ability. It is cultivated by means of the Holy Spirit and he is the one that inspires that within us. So if you're trying to create art without him, it just doesn't work.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: just, it's, it's impossible because you can create the kind of art that we're seeing in our world today yeah. that is not beautiful because you know what? Good art encourages a love for what is true good, and beautiful. Mm-hmm. It encourages that in us. It creates this desire to create even more of that. Yeah. in our world. And if you're looking at something that does not encourage that within your soul, that doesn't stir your soul in a way that makes you want to create more of it and just be a part of it in a way. If you could just immerse yourself. I don't know if you guys have ever looked at a painting that has made you feel like that. But I've looked at paintings before. I've looked at art before. I've studied these things. And I wouldn't say I'm a very artsy person, but I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And when I look at those things, there are sometimes that I am deeply inspired to go and create something that yeah. is beautiful and that is godly and that is pure. And then there are other times where I look at things that I think that's just man-made. And it's not inspired by the Holy Spirit. It's not something that is truly beautiful. And if something is truly beautiful, you want to immerse yourself in it. You want to be a part of it. You want to become one with it. And that is what The Lord has always wanted with us. He wants us to be one. He wants us to be unified. And so he does this through philosophy. He does this through art. He does this through math and through history and through all of these different things that we study. And that is why we are constantly on an education kick because that's why education is so important and all Mm -hmm. of those things come into it and they encompass what is true, good, and beautiful in a child. And it is so important for children to learn that while they're young because Because if they don't, then when they get older, they won't know what is true, good, and beautiful. They won't be able to determine that. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that as parents, as people who are just encouraging children, teaching children, I'm not a parent, but this is what I aspire to do one day with my kids is to make sure that they know how to determine what is true, good, and beautiful. And that they would have a love for it, that Mm -hmm. it wouldn't just be something that is, oh, that's pretty mom, you know, or or whatever, but that it is inspired by the Holy Spirit and that they would want to become a part of that in a way that they would want to go create beauty in their everyday lives because they have witnessed the goodness of God, even in a piece of artwork or a question that Mm -hmm. they're studying or trying to answer.
1: Well, honestly, I believe that we are seeing now the product Of children who have never been taught Mm -hmm. how to evaluate what is true, good, and beautiful and how to feel it Mm -hmm. in their soul. And so now you have these people who are creating music, creating movies, creating paintings and things, and they're not saying, okay, why am I creating this? How does it point people to the good, true, and beautiful? Yeah, what's the purpose? Exactly. Mm-hmm. There is no purpose. And so that is why all of this is just leading to like literally eternal nothingness. Mm-hmm. And none of it inspires any kind of truth, goodness, and beauty. Mm-hmm. And y'all know I can hardly go an entire episode without mentioning 10 Ways to Destroy <laughs> the Imagination of Your Child by Anthony Esselin. Everybody say it together. I literally love that book. I've actually started rereading it. Oh, no. I just guys. finished it not too oh, long dear. ago. I'm literally rereading the introduction and I'm like, oh, my. Bye goodness, I forgot how good that was and like, get me more sticky notes because I need to put more in there. Anyway, he has a chapter that I'm pretty sure it's in this chapter, but I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty confident. But the title of the chapter is Reduce All Talk of Love to Narcissism and Sex. And it's an incredible chapter about the way that our society has reduced everything to narcissism and sex. And he talks about things like art and um, music and films and different things and how we have just boxed children specifically in so much and told them that you are only allowed to take up this much space Mm -hmm. in society and you're only allowed to think about these things and you're never allowed to venture outside of this box. And so their minds have literally, we've like shut down the pathways in their brains that lead them to be creative, Mm -hmm. that would lead them to create something like the Sistine Chapel or to create something that is so beautiful that hundreds of years later, people are still looking at it and feeling it and just are in, inspired by it, like Lily was talking about. And they're saying that when you look at those things now, reduce it all to narcissism and sex. They just made that because they wanted to get famous. Mm -hmm. They knew they were a good painter, so they made something really big and Mm -hmm. promoted the heck out of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, love isn't really love anymore. It's just about lust and it's just about sex. And all of this comes into this discussion about art and about beauty, ultimately, I think. Mm-hmm. And
0: when you are able to create something that is not just based upon narcissism or sex, it is based upon what is godly and what mm-hmm. is of him, then you have this personal relationship with him that just it creates what is eternal. And that is one of the most beautiful things I think we can do. That is one of the most beautiful things that the Lord has enabled us to do in a sinful and evil world, because that's how we bring heaven Into our little corners of the world. That Mm -hmm. is how we share the gospel in our everyday lives. And of course, we talk about it. Of course, we explain it. Of course, we share it with others. But when you are actively creating in every way, whether it is baking, whether it's painting, whether it is homemaking, whether it is gardening, whether it's reading, like whatever it is that you're doing and that's a part of your everyday life, try to create something eternal with it. Mm -hmm. Try to have a purpose in it. What is my purpose for doing this? And make it to glorify God and enjoy him. That is so simple. I know it sounds so simple, but it is so profound and we're not doing it if we're Mm -hmm. just being honest with ourselves. We're not doing that in our everyday lives, even as Christians, because we're getting caught up in, we just got to get things done quick. We've just got to rush through things and that's what the enemy has done. He's distracted us by turning everything into a task and nothing more than a task. Yeah. What if we could actually bring beauty into the things that we do and the things that we create? What if they were eternal? How would that impact not just our lives and our souls, but also those around us?
1: Alrighty, y'all. We hope that you enjoyed this rapid fire questions episode. I always have such a fun time recording them and I always think it's interesting to Mm -hmm. talk about these things and get into them and stuff. So let us know if y'all have any other questions. This is something that we'd like to continue doing every once in a while and we need more questions. So if you guys have any that you'd like us to discuss and you want to submit, you can email us. Our email is in the description of every podcast episode and you can feel free to send us any of your questions or uh, maybe even just a thought that you'd like us Mm -hmm. to kind of expand on or discuss a little bit, feel free to let us know. All right. So we are going to wrap this episode up in prayer. So please pray with us. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this day and I thank you for giving us the opportunity to sit down and record this episode and I pray that you would just use things like this to lead us to more questions that lead us to more answers that lead us to more questions and that you would ultimately take some of the things that we've discussed today and I pray that you would just use it to encourage all of us to know you more and to pursue you more in our everyday lives and that we would seek to create truth, goodness, and beauty in our everyday lives and that we would choose to be honorable in a world that seems to not enjoy being honorable and that we would create strong families and we would create beautiful art and that we would just be creatures that ultimately glorify you in everything that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All
0: right, guys, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Please join us again next week for our next episode, which we have no idea what that will be about. But hey, we'll all be surprised together, and I'm sure it'll be good, and I'm sure it'll be about the Lord. So you'll want to tune in for that. Be sure to catch up on any of our past episodes that you may have missed, and we will talk to y'all next Monday. Bye, guys.